Yeah, what's good, guys? You guys are now tuned into Black Stalger, the podcast that highlights key moments of black culture from the past and current news that intertwine with nostalgic figures and things of the present. The icing on the cake is that you guys get to kick it with us, you know, two millennials living in the 2020s and get our perspective. So, Kelby, how you doing, man? And, you know, it's April 2020. Waiting to see what mm-hmm. April got in store for us. So far, how's your April going? Um, April's looking a lot marchy. You know, it's looking it's looking a lot like March. Uh, just at home, <laughs> just um, quarantined. Um, right. it, it's bringing out a lot of creativity in me. I know I could say that. Um, a lot of drive. Um, and it, it, it's it's just giving me the opportunity to... Uh, to either take advantage of it or chill and do nothing, so I try to have a, a balance. I'm trying to ha- I'm trying to learn to have a balance of sometimes I need to just chillax and other times I need to just be grinding. So, yeah, you got you. Uh, p- pretty much the same. I'm trying to like keep a consistent cycle. I started waking up early now because I feel like the day started kind of drifting away. It started becoming one, like mm-hmm. one big like you know every day of the week would just feel like a loop. So I was like, All right, this doesn't feel like natural. So, you know, I started kind of like, you know, waking up early just to kind of, I don't know, I guess be more reflective, kind of work out more, kind of build a routine. And then, um, shit, that's pretty mm-hmm. much, oh, you good? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just hope like every month or every every week that goes by, I'm like, all right, hopefully this is the last because it feels like what used to be normal isn't anymore and it doesn't feel like it's going to come back anytime soon. Yeah, um, <laughs> for now we're extended to May 15. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it went on a little longer because every time I feel like the numbers is going down, the death number goes up. So it's like, all right, okay, less people are contracting it, but then right. more people are dying. So it's like, what does that mean? Does that mean that all we have to wait to see is like when when people are going to stop dying? I, I, I don't know. At this point, I really don't know. Um I, I, I'm I'm kind of over it. Like I, it's I'm fine with it. You know, just being at home and everything. But I miss like having somewhere to go and things to do and things like that. You know, right, right. It, and just also feeling the world moving moving around you. Like even now, like if I go out to the grocery store or something, it's kind of like everything feels like it's like a apocalypse type thing. Like the yeah. lines, like the everybody got to stay six feet. Everybody has mask on. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like less social. It's kind of like All right, I'm here for this. I'm out. I'm here. I'm out. Everything feels like it's a lot of like, you know, anxious and like dark and grim. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I I get it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't want to. I don't want to be not grateful of at least the time that I have where I could be doing better things for myself so I, i'm taking that in stride um but there there have there have been better days <laughs> There's, there have nah, been better sure. times for sure you know. for sure now for my sure, real shit. question for you now lou yeah did you get your stimulus check i know you might be too rich oh. to get it but maybe <laughs> did you get it <laughs> nah nah too rich to get it shit I, I wish i wish but i'm not i don't think so you didn't get it Nah, hold on. I'm gonna check right now. Yeah, check. I got mine at midnight last night. So wait, so what, what were you doing exactly when you got it? I was waiting to get it. <laughs> so wait. So you were standing. You were sitting there looking at your phone like, all right, I'm counting these the minutes. It's gonna land. Refresh. Soon. 
refresh. I didn't know that it was coming in because everybody else was like, oh, I got mine. I got mine. I was like, hey, wait a second here. That's what Where's I keep my seeing. Money on, at? I keep seeing that on Twitter. Everybody's like, I got mine. I got mine. So I'm like, yo, I still don't got mine, though. That's crazy. Man. See, I think. Maybe I think you like, you made too much money. You made too much money. Nah, that's false. That's false. No, nah, nah, they if said any, if you made over $100,000 by yourself in like 2018. Then that's uh, you, not you me. In, <laughs> No, no, no. They said that. They said if you made all that money, you are ineligible. And then they said if no, you I'm didn't saying, get it today saying, by 250, then how did you, you get your check? It. If 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 I'm in what? That's crazy. Because you don't you don't want the bread. No, 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 no. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm still shocked though. Did you I do your taxes? Say it again. I did. I did my taxes and everything. So I'm waiting in, a, in, Amer- in America. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. I did my taxes <laughs> regularly. I'm I'm guessing. See, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it was intercepted. Maybe it was like some kind of like credit card or something. I was like, you know what? Thank you. We're taking this. Maybe you know there is a guy in uh, Indiana that uh, he um, he got like eight point two million dollars by accident. See, I think Trump. I, maybe Trump is playing with me. He probably seen all my tweets. You know, I, I've been kind of reckless on him for a while, like in the past. Maybe like you know See. three four years ago I was kind of reckless. You have to practice love and kindness. I was a different guy three four years ago, you know. Yeah, Don the Don. So, no 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 no. It was oh okay. I was <laughs> a very nice guy. I just had some words for Trump. Maybe he saw it and maybe he was like, you know what? No check for him. I feel like Trump okay. is petty like that. I think there's select people who's not gonna get it. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, I mean that's Trump your fault. That I practice love and kindness. I practice love and kindness. That's your fault. Right, what? I'm not going to I'm not going to debate I'm not going to debate you with this but <laughs> we let's move on with this with the, with the podcast you know we do got to salute Kobe Bryant uh he retired April 13 2016 after 20 years in the NBA and um it was Vanessa Bryant put out a dope hot felt piece that connected the thought that we had I'm, I know we originally talked about Kobe when he first passed and it was the <laughs> fact that he didn't really ever get the chance to like be himself or like just to fall back you know he was always mm-hmm. Devoted to giving the world, sharing the world with his great, um, sharing his greatness with the world. So, right, I think it's crazy. Like, like, um, Vanessa's piece. I, I don't know if I should read it because it, it kind of is, you know, I wouldn't say dark, but it could, you know, kind of bring the tone down a whole lot. But she did kind of touch on that notion. Do you have anything on that you want to share too? Oh man, you know it's interesting. Um. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant feels like this this spirit that's just kind of like, like just chilling over all of us. Because last night, I watched this video, and immediately after that video was done playing, I saw that Drake interview um, that B. Dot and Elliot Wilson did, and uh, and in that interview, he goes, "I was sitting on this tour bus with Lil Wayne, and you know, it was his first experience." And onto the bus walked Kobe Bryant. And right. he was like getting his uh, Carter 3 uh, iPod early because he couldn't wait to listen to it. And it's just like, dang, like no, no matter what, like this guy has done so much and he was just so present um, in, in the lives of so many people that it's just impossible to just like keep on going without, you know, thinking about him or or. Uh, Speaking on him, so you know, I I hope that uh, you know his name continues to live on and and um, 
you know, be impactful for generations to come. Yeah, it kind of remind me, it kind of remind me of like the sacrifice that is necessary if you do want to reach a certain level of greatness or be immortalized in a way. Like you have yeah. to make that sacrifice of not giving yourself to, you know, your loved ones, like giving as much of yourself because you you have to share it with the world instead. And mm-hmm. through you know through through doing that, it's kind of like yeah, you have a bigger impact. That's the catch twenty two of it. Like there's more people who are affected, who are touched by you, and then you become immortalized and celebrated by the world after you're gone. But you know your family kind of only gets to get certain you know glimpsing glimpsing pieces, not as much as the world does. So that, yeah, yeah, you know it's uh, it's tough. Even those people who know you the best don't don't. I'm sure probably don't know as much as they want to know about you, um, because your life is is so public and you're so de- dedicated to the work that you're doing. So you know, I can imagine it being a very 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 tough time for uh, Vanessa Bryant. So not for sure. Um, Kevin Hart, one of your favorite people as well, right? <laughs> what? Oh, hold right on. Next, you don't, right you don't next like to Tyler Perry. You don't oh, like come Kevin? On. Oh, come on, Lord. Lord. Come on. What? What happened? What good happened? guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> I could have, sw- I could have sworn you like you said he was one of the greatest comedians. Like you, Donald was one of the greatest ones. Oh, I, I don't know oh, if I said that. Oh, you might have okay. been, you might have been sipping. Or oh, might have been his business. Like you said, his business acumen or something. Well, he's a very good businessman. I'll say that. See, yeah, see, yeah, something nice to say about Kevin Hart, you know? Yeah, of course I do. He's a great guy. All right, cool. Yeah, I see you protecting yourself, smart man, smart man. So Kevin Hart partnered <laughs> up with Fabletics Men. He partnered with, up with Fab Fabletics Men. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He partnered up with them. It's not like okay. it's. I think you know it's a smart move because maybe before with Nike he kind of didn't. I'm not sure if he partnered with them or if he was signed to them or something. But it seems like with Fabletics it's more so equity move. Like he's. They're offering gym wear at an affordable price. The cheapest thing starts at $29.99 and nothing is over $200. Now, I know when you hear those prices, how do you feel about those prices, Kelby? What's up? That's that's affordable for certain people. When I go buy my stuff, I go to the Mart. I go to the Walmart where I buy pants for $9.99. You go to Wally World. All right. So, wait. So... That's why that's why I included that in there because it said at an affordable price, and you said those prices are not affordable. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, thirty dollars is not nuts, but it's also like that's not cheap, you know. But I, I, I maybe I'm cheap. That could be it. No, nah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can, <laughs> if, if if you can get the same thing for less, then why not? Yeah, you know, I mean, the 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 stuff you get at Walmart is is. Decent, at least for me, as a person who exercises. But uh, Fabletics is all over the place, and I'm pretty sure they have a celebrity owner. I just saw Madison Pettis um, post Fabletics stuff this morning. Let's find out who who owns it. Who owns Fabletics? A celebrity owner? Kate Hudson. That's who it is. I knew it. Who's Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson, the the actress. Uh, probably by face. I'm not really. Actress and clown like 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 everyone is. I'd be shocked when people name actresses and actors. I'm like, then how do you guys memorize all these names? Um, you know, she's somebody who, if she walked into the room, wait a second, maybe she's not. I don't know, but Fabletics, I've seen her name around there uh, a lot. Um, oh, you know who's the president and creative director since September 2011? Who? Somebody you probably will know. Uh, Kimora Lee Simmons. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to Russell. What? 
That's not what I said. <laughs> Sorry, you know what, listeners and viewers or whatever. Uh, the company was founded by Don Wrestler, but I guess Kate Hudson has some kind of stake into the company. But Got yes, you. the president and uh, creative director is Kimora Lee Simmons. Shout out to Kimora Lee, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> truly, truly, truly a baddie. I'm trying to keep it respectful, you know. But uh-huh. um, also, since since we're on the Fabletic topic, like, all right, then what? What's some like? Uh, are you still working out? Like during this quarantine time? Yes, still working out. Um, um, I had to switch like? up. I had to switch up my living room workouts because it started getting a little dry, and I realized like I was uh, all the, all them working all them sessions of me working out, and I'm still not catching up with uh, Pamela Reef. So I, I tried a different one that was like an hour long one, and then eventually I just started going back outside and jumping rope, which uh, burned a lot more calories than what I was doing in my living room. So do you, do you have like any dumbbells or anything? Nah, I don't do that. So I'm trying to figure out what about jogging. Um, I don't enjoy jogging. I'm a I'm a bigger guy, so I'm not about to go burst my knees open for some <laughs> for some calories. So um, burst your knees. I, this guy's yeah. mad dramatic. <laughs> I, just, I just stick to jumping rope and, and doing what I can in the living room. But um, See, plus, like when I work out outside, I, I get like a coughing fit, so I try to kind of stick away from it. Happens to me with the with the allergies. I was trying to get a glimpse of like the the, the workouts, so maybe so the listeners could kind of incorporate some stuff. Like, hmm, I never tried doing that or doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, if you type in uh, hour long workout on YouTube or um, Pamela Reef is somebody I keep going back to, but I really did like that hour long one. Um, the the thing is like you. I think with Pamela Reef, when I do that one, um, her workouts are like 15, 20 minutes long. You feel every minute of it, like. Today I so really then didn't why feel drop like, it then? Um, because I felt every it, minute of it. I felt every minute of it. Like today, <laughs> so you, I, so I like, looked at is, my watch and I was like, "Oh, I've been working out for seven minutes." And the thing said, I, "the the the program for today was fifteen minutes long." I was so tempted to just turn it off. I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." But um, I did it, you know, as best as I could. And then I just went back outside, started jumping rope again, you know. And for in my 15-minute workout that I did with Pamela, I lost uh, or I burned 150 calories. That took about 15 minutes. But when I went outside to go jump rope, I burned 160, uh, 67 calories, and that took nine minutes. So, you know, I, I, I enjoy the jumping rope a little bit more. I think it's just the consistency of just like – Going and you know, I just I just enjoy that a little bit more, but it is getting old too. Like Got at you. a certain point, I do feel like I want to just get on a stairmaster or go lift some weights or something like that. But you know, we can't do that until uh, March of twenty twenty three. So we'll see what happens. I hope not, man. I hope it didn't turn into shit like that. That's reckless. <laughs> well, they said I, that there's not going to be any concerts until fall of next year. I heard that. I heard that, but yeah. I don't really go to concerts. So I was like, damn, that sucks, but. Hopefully, like I'm, I'm, try, I'm interested to see how it trickles down to other things too, because like concerts are obviously, you know, it's mass people. So I'm wondering, okay, mm-hmm. how? What's the limit? Are they gonna go? You know what? Fifty, you know, a gathering of fifty is the limit. Like, what's the? How does Shoot. that trickle down and affect everything else in the future? Just I would be love to see. To watch. I would love to see, especially um, for Coachella that's supposed to be taking place in October. Um, 
You know, are they gonna allow a hundred thousand people to go sit in a in a in a dirt bowl? <laughs> a dirt together? bowl. That was a dirt bowl. It's a bowl of dirt. That's what Coachella is. When you go there, it's dirt, and you have to put a uh, you have to put a bandana over your nose because it's nothing but unfiltered dirt. No grass, nothing. Dirt. Well, yeah, there's grass in VIP. <laughs> Yeah, see, then they, 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 I think they, they're definitely gonna cancel it. Then they're not gonna have a whole bunch of people sitting in a pitch of dirt just to like turn up. Shoot, they do it every year. Last year they had a herpes outbreak. Maybe this year they have a Coachella outbreak. Or, I mean, oh, they have a, a, a COVID outbreak. <laughs> oh lord, man! All right, you know what? It's not even petty time, but that was kind of like enough of a dosage right there. So <laughs> let's switch to the topic. Taraji, Taraji P Henson, though. Shout out to Taraji, one All of my right. favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on my list, you know. And um, she built a free virtual therapy to help black communities with mental coronavirus stress. Mm-hmm. So, man, you don't sound excited about it at all. You're just like, ah, another money grab. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. <laughs> Taraji's, not, Taraji's not doing it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's fantastic. I, You know, I, I don't know how to respond to certain to certain things because like I feel like I always hear celebrities are doing things and I personally like I I don't know I don't see it I, I don't see anything beyond the uh, beyond the announcement of um, of, of oh, wait. them of whatever they're doing so I'm just like oh cool I mean that's my bad I forgot to include that the initiative is going to cover the cost of five ind- individual sessions for each participant and it's provided on the first to first come first serve basis so Basically, she's just paying for the therapy of five. Well, for each participant, I'm not sure how many how many is gonna be selected, but she'll be paying for five sessions. Oh, all right. Well, shout out to her. You know, taking my own pocket. I'm interested. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but but that's that's another interesting thing too. From like even talking at work, what do you think people who are you know billionaires and multi billionaires should be doing at this time? Should they be giving money to help people, like help families and directly, or like what do you think? People with a lot of wealth should be doing. Um, I don't think that they have to do anything. I think that they can do whatever they want. If they feel like they want to, um, if they if they want to um, donate their money or their time or their energy or resources to helping people, then good on them. If they feel like I don't want to do that, then that's fine too. Um, I'm not a big like you have more money than me, so this is what you have to do, person. Um, but I also feel like if if they um, let's say like they're a billionaire, um, you know, who has because I feel like if you're a multimillionaire, you have money to help people, but it is rather limited um, because uh, you could blow a million or two pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> But if you are a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, um, you have, you know, more resources to help more people out. Um, so at, at a certain point, I do feel like if you're a, a billionaire and you decide to help people, but you don't really want to, it, it probably won't it probably won't work. Like it's like having bad intentions to do good things. Like I think Wait, it's man. so you're saying if you, if you are a billionaire, you if you're a millionaire, you said and you have the intentions to help. Yeah, I, I, if you're a multi-billionaire and you don't want to help people, 
you don't feel like you want to, um, like, but you do maybe because the public is pressuring you. Like, I feel like things might not work out the way that it should, you know, because you, you don't have the intention to want to do it. So something might happen. But I don't know. That's just like a that's me talking in karma, I guess. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's I just, just feel I like know. people would should want to if that's what you want. Like you should just want to. I don't know. I feel like that's what I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know what it's like to be a billionaire or a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like it just wouldn't hurt if it's like, you know what? Some people are struggling. Here's like 500 for groceries or a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like it would be, it would be interesting to like see that happen. Like to see multi people who are, who have massive amounts of money just actually go, you know what? We're going to do this without worrying about tax breaks or whatever. Cause I know mm-hmm. we're good. Cause mm-hmm. there's definitely still people who's making, you know, Residually, you know, over fifty thousand a month, X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like let's say like their bills are on order and everything is just kind of like spending money. I don't know. Maybe that's out of like maybe that's just wishful thinking. <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know. Oh, to me, it's just as as much. If you want to, then go for it. You know, I don't know. That's sure. a sensitive place, you know, because I don't ever feel like somebody has a right to tell somebody else what to do with their money. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Hook is in cocaine. Uh, at the very minimum. <laughs> at the very minimum, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Netflix drops the trailer for Murder to Mercy, which is the Santonia Brown story. And you know, for people who kind of who might not be you know inclined on it, after spending 15 years in prison, she was granted clemency by Tennessee Governor Bill House Haslam. And you know, at the age of 16, she was being raped and pimped out to like by she was pimped out by a man that. She eventually killed And she received a life sentence Regardless of her age Being abused And pleading self-defense So you know After it became a big public story A lot of celebrities Started pushing for it It highlighted her story And she was later freed And her story is going to be Documented now on Netflix Netflix is dropping bangers man I think Netflix knows I think so Netflix is Like their catalog Well we all know Like unless they own it It's not going to be on there forever But they're dropping some decent stuff to keep, you know, people kind of entertained during quarantine. Maybe it, they might not be full of heaters, but I think they're watchable things. They're things that are definitely watchable. Um, I would say I spoke about the Centoya Brown thing on a different podcast. And um, at first, with limited information of the story, I acted in anger because I was like, what the heck? Like, you know, uh, I was I was very angry that she was uh, locked away, and then I felt kind of bamboozled. Like I never went back to speak on it again because shortly after I ranted about it, I read more about her story, right. and now I'm not sure. <laughs> so I would. Well, you're not be sure interested. about what? I'm not sure about my reaction of me being angry. Um, that she was locked away, um, and and I, I don't have all the details in my head because it it was a, maybe a year ago when I did this and I read it and looked it up, and then I heard other people saying like, wait a second, like the story that they're they're feeding us isn't exactly what it what it is. Then I was like, well, now I got to go look into it. And then when I looked into it, I was, it was a little bit of a head scratcher. So I would watch this documentary just to see like what angle, which direction they go in. Um, yeah. Wait, what angle, what direction? 
Yeah, because there's the angle this, of like making the audience feel one way, right? Um, but, in complete but, support of her, and then the other way of like, what is the truth of the? What's the entire truth of the story? Um, leaving out what, which way you want me, the viewer, to feel. You Wait, know? but how does how does that work if it's supposed to be a documentary based on real life? Like, as what a filmmaker or whoever is producing this project, shouldn't it just be the honest truth or like what's what's real to the story? Now that's what it should be, but there are plenty of documentaries and plenty of 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 things produced, pieces of content that have been produced that are um, for the sole intention of convincing the viewers to feel one way about a specific topic. It's not always shredded in 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 truth, and it's made by decent, honest people. I mean, look at how many. Tupac documentaries are there and some of them have some stories and some of them don't and look at how many Michael Jackson documentaries there are where some of them make you feel like this and other ones make you feel like that you know so there, it's always just a story told through somebody's uh, lens so I, I'm interested in um, hearing about this because um, I feel like maybe the first story that I heard about her uh was designed to make me be angry and then um you know i once i heard some more i was like oh snap i shouldn't have spoke about that like that so wait so as a filmmaker as a filmmaker then so like from that perspective of having it be okay this is to make one side look this way and another side look this way is that still that is that still considered is that in the name of art in a way so you like how is that viewed I mean, at if the end like, of the day, it still has to be uh, compelling to watch. It still needs to be something that people want to tune into. and So and that's what still enjoy. makes it hard, then, if it's compelling to watch. Yeah, I mean, there has to be that, that medium of, like, this was really good or this was informative, but I, I thought it was boring or, I, or there was no tension or there was just nothing that... that drew that drew me to coming back to watch it you know just look at tiger king like you know they took a, a a true story and they made it extremely entertaining to watch but even like it's beyond filmmaking you know when you go to court you're telling stories you're trying to convince um you're trying to con convince the jury you know that to believe one th believe the story through your lens and and discredit um you know your your opposer uh, you're, the way your opposer is seeing the story, you know, so everything is about storytelling and and how to convince somebody to think one way or the other, you know. So, interesting. That's just crazy. Yeah. Then, if yeah. anything, like yeah, yeah, I think look like looking at film is a whole different perspective. It's like a whole different way of thinking, like a whole system of thinking. Then, yeah, you know, I, you honestly have to take most movies that you watch with a grain of salt, especially documentaries, because it's like, again, you're just listening to the story being told through somebody's perspective. So they could just be trying to persuade you to feel X, Y and Z or they're trying to entertain you. Like, what is the purpose behind this? Even if it's an educational document. Uh, documentary you do have to go back and try to find out what's the truth about what you just watched is it 100% truth is some of it um, fabricated or some uh, some of it uh, um, you know um, uh, given dramatic license you know there's there's a lot so you, do you think there's any piece of like film or content that's created without a bias or something that's tied into it like a certain message um 
Like let's say like the animal like the on Netflix like the animal documentaries. I like, mean I mean ultimately they do want you to feel some kind of way. You know when yeah, like, you when you watch something from the history channel or or to discovery channel maybe they have a documentary on uh lions and then at the end of it they're like you know by the way uh there's there's only 1000 lions in the wild and 30,000 in zoos you know so they might tell you that so now you're like oh you know uh humans are disrupting the wild you know they're, they're, i feel like there's always some kind of some kind of you know there's a reason why they made it, you know, and but at the same time, too, there are informative ones where, you know, like movies that they play in school that it's just like, hey, this is what this is. And for the most part, most people don't find those entertaining because it's not it's not meant for the purpose of of trying to sway you in any direction. They're just like, hey, this is mitochondria. And <laughs> that's that's what it is. Take notes. That's true. That's interesting. Th- th- that probably makes sense for why, like the the Netflix documentaries are so compelling, is because they kind of do turn it into a film. Because they swear you to look at the animals or whatever as human, like whether they're animals mm-hmm. on land or in the sea. Mm-hmm. They kind of make you feel like they have culture, like they're connected, they're human like qualities. And then at yeah. the end, they hit you with the hey, this is you know going on right here, and global warming is causing this and that and this. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, so you know they 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 always like. This is Mupambo, you know. This is a Mupambo, and he has three kids and and uh, and a and a wife. You know, they give him a name, they give him a relationship to another animal, you know, and then they present a hazard. Oh, there's a hunter that's coming over here to shoot Mupambo, or another animal that's coming. You know, so it's just it's just storytelling. You know, they just so with that. The- wait, oh, um, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah. So if anything, yeah, that makes sense. It kind of reminded me of John Singleton and kind of what he was doing when he made Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. I forgot what documentary I was watching, but that is true. For some people, they just kind of look at it as a movie that's filled with violence. But if you allow it to kind of like, it kind of paints the quote unquote like gangsters or whatever as human. So then mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, you kind of feel for them and you kind of, it might make you, you know, people who watched it in that time go, you know what, what's, what's going on in these inner cities? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. There's, there's an intention. Most of the great movies have some kind of message behind them, you know, so that you can learn from it or understand from somebody else's point of view that maybe you never looked at it that way before. Yeah. That's facts. So along the list of things that's, you know, that the coronavirus is canceling, Essence Festival 2020 is canceled. So, you know, all the biddies, all the guys who are going to travel there to kind of meet their future wife or something, you know, it's Dang canceled it. until next year. Said Darn it. Yeah, They're canceled. Man. <laughs> yeah man They canceled Essence Festival man all, all the The Nubian queens That were gonna step out You know get their glow riding Ready for Essence Fest Nope It gotta be pushed to 2021 man mm, Darn Oh that's crazy With that Essence being said where, where you gonna go To find your black queen Kelby Um The bank Oh Smart So you're looking for a sugar mama then yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a, a Splenda Mama. She got to be uh, healthy. <laughs> What's the difference? What's the difference between a Splenda Mama and a Sugar Mama? <laughs> a, a Splenda Mama will give you the credit card. A Sugar Mama will give you cash. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. See, this man, <laughs> this man got the gems. <laughs> this man knows. Ah, I do my best. I try. I respect it. So, Pixar's, you know, they they were supposed to release Soul. And it's being postponed to November. 
I know, like, I'm not sure if you were, like, excited about, like, this movie. Like, the animated movie that had Jimmy Fox in it. I was excited to see it. I like animated movies. What's the name of the movie? Soul. S-O-U-L. Soul. Uh, I don't think... Well, maybe you showed it to me before. Yeah, it was, on a, it it was like, on an episode. So, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Either way, it's like, you know, it, it has that Pixar movie magic feel to it. And it's cool oh, to see a black character. yes. Yes. Yeah. That was supposed to be... It's supposed to be released in July. No, actually, not July. Wait. Yeah, I think July. But it was po- postponed to November. Ah, oh, I see. Oh, and they got David Diggs in it. Yeah. And uh, and Felicia Rashad, Quest Love. Dang. See, yeah, that it, that's sense. a black movie. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so they have Jamie Foxx. They got David Diggs. They got Quest Love, Felicia Rashad, Angela Bassett. But then they also have Tina Fey and, and John Ratzenberger and Trent Reznor and Atticus I mean, Ross. So it's listen. like... Uh, it's, it's very interesting And I can see why They're pulling it back Because I think They think This movie's gonna make them Some moolah Hell yeah And I think You know It wouldn't be right timing To drop it now They gotta You know Damn That's Pixar. crazy Well this goes back to What theaters think Or what studios think Is gonna make them More money um, Are people going to Sit at home and watch uh, and, and pay $20 To watch this movie Or are they going to um, take the night out and go to the movie theaters and watch this movie? Which, to me personally, I, I, I enjoy the movie theater experience 50 times more than watching a movie at home. Um, you know, I think I, that's... I don't, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, some people think like, oh, just release it at home. People will buy it. People will watch it. And um, the movie uh, the movie that just came out, which is a Disney movie called... Um, was it um oh, I think God. I watched it with Onward. the with the Onward Onward, Onward. Yeah, Onward. Yeah, yeah. I watched it too um you know it brought in a lot of uh, of of Disney Plus subscribers which I thought was interesting because the movie I don't think would have performed very well in the box office you know so I think uh you know that that was one of those investments where they're like okay we could drop that one um on the on the streaming service and it, and it brought it brought a lot of people due to the fact that it was uh, a new Disney Pixar movie It's available to play for the entire family And then they could drop it on um, On Disney Plus That's going to attract the, chil- the children It's not something right. that anybody was really looking forward to But uh, now that there's nothing else And the kids are all home from school Now we got to watch something together Boom, there's Onward This on the other hand I feel like They they paid their money to get all these big names in there They're going to make it a, <laughs> They're going to make a return on their investment That's for sure So like what would be the difference between that return on investment between the hardcore ticket sales in the box office and if they were to put it on streaming platforms? Like, wouldn't they see? Well, how did like when they put it in the box office, like released through theaters? How is that calculated? Are the movie are those theaters licensing it out, or is it like per ticket or something, or what? Because I think there's there's multiple different ways how the. Uh how how it how it how it gets bro- broken down there are some movies that uh movie theaters they pay to get the movie into their theaters so that people can attract you know they can attract people because movie theaters make their money on the concession stands right. um some some theaters make zero to like you know one percent on ticket sales so it, it's a very small draw you know when you go to the movie theaters you do you, you're you not paying for the movie You're paying for the popcorn You know so Wait so that um, ticket is But I'm, I'm saying like The the price you pay for that ticket mm-hmm. It's going to where Because like you said the, It's going back to the To the 
to the studio or to whoever created the movie. Got you. And like 1% is going to the theater and they get their money off of popcorn and the food and stuff. Yeah, like the theater is the theater a theater is a, is pretty much a restaurant. You know, you're you're paying for the experience um which would be the popcorn, the food, the uh the 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 recliner seats. Like you're paying for that, you know, but um it, the the actual movie, the the box office tickets for the most part it just goes right back to uh the uh the the creators. So, I think um when you have a movie like like Soul um you know, clearly intended to attract black audiences, young black audience. Um, they've seen how well marketing to black people has been in, you know, as a result of like Black Panther. Right. Uh, there's something else that that's out that was black that I can't remember. Was it but, Queen of uh, Slim or was it like Queen of Slim Creed? Was it? Maybe Creed, uh, something that's a little bit more family friendly, kind of like Black Panther. But, um, you know, knowing that there's that kind of open space, you know, for for family friendly black content. You know, most of the time when we're watching black things, there is uh, heavy subject matter. Um, You know, it could be violence. It could be drugs. It could be the hood. It could be. uh, Right, uh, right. Murder or anything like that. So there is that space where it's like. Yo, we just want something that the whole family can watch because some people, there's a lot of black people interested in animation, but they don't have enough stuff to watch. That representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool too. Like, I mean, not cool, but it's definitely interesting. What I what I've been watching is there's a lot of things that feel like they're too big to fail or like they're too, you know, like they're too massive. Like for example, I always thought these movie theaters, like these movie studios, I feel like all right, they run and control things, you know, so much because their money's tied in so many different places. I never thought I'd see it just like the NBA the day where the timing of it is thrown off like it has to operate on the time of something else like usually when a movie slated to come out and that theater or that um that company's ready to put it out it's coming out period so it's odd to, it's like it's interesting to see how something just stopped literally everything like now they have to push the movie back to November and I'm questioning yeah. now like when you make a movie and you put it out do you think this is gonna does this matter in the sense of like Disney and Pixar's timeline? Like, how much do you think they shifted like their plans, or is it a case where it's like, yo, we could just throw this movie out any month because we know it's a banger. Whenever people can go to theaters, it's gonna bring in money. Or do you think they kind of timed it to be like, all right, it's coming out on this month, and this is because of this, we're gonna, you know, bring in the most money here as opposed to here. You know, I think um, you know, a when it comes down to the to the timing um, uh, of things. Um, What's what's important to recognize is that a lot of these 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 studios they're they're investing on not just one movie they're investing on a series of films that are all slated to together make billions of dollars you know three four five ten billion dollars if you really think about it um, you know the Marvel movies the the first three phases are like twenty two or twenty five or something like that movies. Each one of them made nearly a billion dollars, if not over, um, by the time they got to the third phase. So we're, we're, we're legitimately talking about billions and billions of dollars that if one movie gets um, thrown off course and off par, then, you know, they're really messing things up um, down the line. You know, so the stories have to be told in, in the specific order. And not only that, they can't really um, they can't even they can't walk on their own um 
on their own toes because if it's like yeah we're gonna just move this one movie back by a month but it's a little too close to this other movie that's supposed to come out you know then now people are not gonna have the 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 incentive or the initiative to want to go watch the other movie because they just spent time and money watching this one it, it's it it gets to that point where it's it becomes rather complex so um i totally understand and i get it um that's uh yeah it's 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 a tough it's a tough time i think for most of these um major studios who um they invest so heavily into these movies some of these movies have just massive budgets that they're looking at a specific timeline of when they're going to make their money back how they're going to make it back what's the strategy blah 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 right you know so that's crazy yeah. i think most i think well for most i think most people don't look that deep into it they just go okay everything's pushed back but that doesn't like you know you have like we have no idea of what goes on in the back end of that planning like what else was about to be released or in terms of merch or how everything is yeah this is crazy and yeah. even that and that ties into the economy because that's disney so we know how big of a player disney is in terms of you know merch and just you know productivity shoot that the the moment we see walmart go through something like this that's when you know things is gonna get tough <laughs> uh when i was doing a paper in school uh last year i remember reading a stat that was crazy it was like if if walmart's uh um you know if walmart's profit margin or something like that tr shifts by like five percent three to five percent then that could throw off global economics is it was just like nuts it's nuts damn that. that's how you know you're a big player like when you're when oh, yeah. your economy or whatever goes on in your world affects the whole world yeah yeah <laughs> it's that's crazy big money that's how you know you are you own one of the biggest companies ever big kelby <laughs> Kel kelby yeah. walmart i guess whatever whatever they're called yeah waltons the waltons the waltons that sounds like a rich name but hey yeah. to the listeners to the listeners we're about to take a quick break you know when we come back we're going to give you guys some petty time as you know coronavirus started slowed everything down so there's not that deep of you know pettiness going around but there's still a little bit that we can sprinkle so once we come back we're gonna hit you guys with that all right and we're back welcome back to black soldier and as promised we're gonna give you guys some petty time where it's you know petty or reality you know just a little plain words and to kick it off kelby i know you're gonna be excited about this one. Oh boy <laughs> i know you're gonna be excited because you know you got a quarantine baby of your own coming <laughs> <And, laughs> whoa the narratives <laughs> But no, no, no. You know, Sierra and Russell are expecting a baby boy. I don't expect you to care about it, but I just have to use that little punchline. But do you, is this something you care about? Um, I I really thought you were gonna say Sierra and Russell Wilson broke up. I was like, dang! Oh, after nah. he just told the world that he prayed for her. Not at all. Um, I, th I think they're in it for the long run. They're, like they're in forever. It looks like it. Oh, okay. So they're the new Smiths. <laughs> Maybe I think so. I think they're they're low key like creating, at least in this generation, they're creating that infrastructure to be like, okay, this is somebody we're gonna put in the pedestal of like you know the Smiths, the Carters, the whatever. Mm. Um, so. Well, shout out, shout out to them. You know, as I actually was gonna ask you earlier, like what kind of couple workouts that you'd be doing um, with you and your quarantine bay? Because um, I saw. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they have like those like me and Bay type workouts, like where you lift oh, your you legs and, and then you, you, yeah, like you, you, you and Bay, like you when you Bae. lift your legs and then Bay like throws your legs down to the ground, you know, and then you lift them up as an ab core workout, you know. Um, That's not I saw, I saw uh, Russell Wilson and 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 Sierra on on Twitter uh, doing the Tusi slide together, you know. So oh, I seen you know, that. I seen it. it was cute. It was a cute little video. Oh yeah, you know. So that's something that you know. I know you already have, you know. So for us single kind of guys, like maybe what can you what can you advise for us to do, you know, to get to that level of being a power couple like Sierra and Wilson? <laughs> Wait, you think I would have the answer to that? Not you. That's crazy. I don't know, man. No, you. I've heard about you in the streets. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I've right now. I've heard about you And you you knew to LA Which is nuts But everywhere I go People are like Yeah you know Don Louie I'm like oh snap You too Not There was me. a light skin guy I used to know this light skin guy In Florida Who was just like that Like just like you Where he, they were just Out slaying anything What? I, ev- everywhere I went I was just like Dang you too That's how I am In LA right now Like I went to Food for Less The other day I couldn't even see The girl's face And she's talking about Oh yeah my man Louis wants to see me I was like Ugh, he- That's false that's false. That's false. <laughs> we know that's you, man. I've only been here for a short period of time. You had time to build. That's what I'm saying. You ran everybody, through the streets. <laughs> everybody I run into, if I ask them, they know Kelby. They know Kelby. They know wow. your repertoire. They know wow, you're man. a legend out here in these streets. Ah well. I've I've, see, I've heard people <laughs> say they have futures picture next to yours in their locker. No. And these, no, and, no. and these are high school kids, man. So you, so I, I know you're impacting the youth. You're leaving behind no, a legacy, and I respect. No, it. no, no, no. That's future <laughs> the weekend and Lewis. You know, the three toxic brothers. <laughs> the weekend. Together. Oh, that's a whole yeah. different level. The weekend He's is like a whole. Di- that's a whole different level. <laughs> the weekend makes you feel the the thottery through the music somehow. He just puts somehow in, thottery and drugs. Thottery and drugs, and I don't even you, like. I don't. I never did coke a day in my life, and somehow when I listen to the weekend, I feel like I know what it feels like. I feel like well, I know what it's like to be in a bench of like, you know, whatever on a week and then you just have, you know, a lot of models or whatever. However the weekend lives. Able. Able as you know him, Kelby. Did you uh did you listen to uh uh the last weekend album? I did. I listened to most of it. I remember you were talking about it when I think we were talking about um Party Next Doors album or whatever. And you said the Trash. weekend does the music right, but I want to check it Way out. Better. He got uh-huh. some bangers on it. I like the weekend. It's a fire album It's a fire album It puts me in the feels though So I don't really listen to it like that I just listen to it sometimes But I don't like How it makes uh, me feel it, it doesn't match my mm, lifestyle yet I see I have, to, I have to live like Batman I gotta be you know I have to have like a large open Window with like a chandelier Dripping down from the ceiling Right I have right. My, my fur on And a line of coke Right And listening to Rick Ross Oh yeah yeah Ross is a legend I do like Ross Of course Yeah that makes sense Because like uh, to me, what I just heard you say is that when you play the weekend, it makes your bay for the moment attracted to you, and you, that's not what you're looking for. You know, you don't want them to be long term. You just want them to just be around for the moment, and then you got to kick them out the chalice. <laughs> How the hell did you get that from there? What the? <laughs> I mean, listen, man. You know, pictures Wait, paint a thousand words, and words paint a, you know a couple hundred words. Okay, it makes sense. Seem legit. Seem legit. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Let's <laughs> <So, laughs> move on to two legends. Ja Rule yeah. shot yeah. five, you know, he shots fired at 50, he challenged 50 to a battle on IG Live, on IG Live. Oh. I know, you know, all these IG Live battles going on. Is that something that you would love to see? 50 and, no. 50 and Ja on well, IG yeah. Live. No, and yeah. 
I don't want to no. see them play any video, but I w- or play any songs, but I would like to see them just make fun of each other for like an hour. <laughs> that, that, I, but that's exactly what it would be, though. Yeah, would, they wouldn't play no songs with each other. Fifty Cent would get on there and and pay five hundred people to just jump on the live and make bad comments. See, and plus, in the name of business, it doesn't seem like it's the right move because you know they'll just be giving that meetup away for free, and everybody knows, you know. I know for me, like knowing the history of Fifty and Ja. That's something I would pay to see them to like, you know, either well face to face, of course. But if they were just talking, we could witness it. That's something I would pay to do. You know, they have this new thing where they have like virtual boxing. I would pay. I honestly would pay three dollars and fifty cents to watch fifty cent box virtually. Ja Rule. I would pay to do to watch that. How does virtual boxing work? Um, I've actually done it before. Uh, it's it's like if you put on a headset, and then you get the uh, you get the like fake gloves, and it's uh it's VR, and then you're you're fight. It's a great exercise. Like I was sweating, um, and you're fighting, and they have the vibration, so you can feel when where and when they punch you, and you're punching hard and like swinging for real, so you actually get tired. Um, and if you're able to watch it on the screen, it's super dope. It's super dope. That sounds dope, but I want to see 50 and Ja box for real. Not no virtual boxing. I want to see them throw real hands. Nah, they have too much in common. Plus, we're all quarantining. So, I actually hear that Floyd Mayweather is going to be doing the virtual boxing um, for for money. So, that's cool. I wonder how, how Floyd is staying focused now with all, with all the turmoil going on in his life this year. He has to stay focused because uh, bail isn't cheap. You know, uh, I'm not going to make a joke about the other stuff, but, you know. Bail ain't cheap So he gotta find Some way to pay for it That's crazy To think like When you had Let's say like At his point in life Where he has millions He has all this You know all this Things that he's acquired And you know Brought in from his success He has a lot He has a lot to lose But when things like these Like things that would Most of us Wouldn't be able to survive through Like he's able to still Somehow Be strong Because he has to maintain All these things It kinda It's kinda like a sick joke of life In a way Like the more you get the harder it kind of gets because you have to maintain it. You want to maintain mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. so it's crazy. Like he can't get he can't get loose. Yeah, he ha- he has to stay on point because when you make a lot of money, you can lose a lot of money. So you know you do got to stay sharp. In what you're doing? That's facts. Tony Braxton saying she'll marry Birdman this year. I had no idea Birdman was in a loving relationship. You didn't know that? Yeah, they've been Not trying to get married to each other for like the past three years. What? Yeah. Damn, the number one stunt is about to get married. Then I think I got to change my ways, man. Oh, come on. You know, you you have at least another three years of, uh, of hoeing. <laughs> Imagine a father giving that advice to his son. You have another three years of hoeing, son. <laughs> and then you have to have a cool down moment. So, you got that's another four years, you know. What's a, what, what is a cool down moment? That's when you go from, you know, 30 to 40 uh, per year to about 10, 15. Oh geez, Louise! Talk about a scale back. All right, let me yeah. ask this question: Have you yeah. ever been blocked? Have I ever been blocked? Yeah, like has a girl ever blocked you from like social media or blocked your phone oh, number? Hell yeah! <laughs> okay, then so 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 that means you got your toxic stripes. Congrats, congrats! It wasn't my fault. Oh, the what? <laughs> Come on! It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. So, so you never got blocked for the reason of yours? Nah. What? That's different. <laughs> That's different. All right. 
Alright then We're we gonna skip this one Cause you know me and myself I'm a saint And uh You know Still right, a yeah, no. They don't so, even know what block is When it comes to you I'm just I, I, I try to be a good guy You know I try to keep things You know positive and wholesome Right I right I try to You know I try not to throw it around Even though Kelby Trying to kind of Instructs me to do so Right right I do that But but you gotta be joking You never been blocked At all I've been blocked But it's not I my have, fault How was it not your fault Did you do something That led to it Yeah that like I'm trying to share Block stories No ultimately I got blocked Because You know They still wanted The boy You know what I mean And I was just like Nah this ain't gonna work out So they can't They gotta block you sometimes So that You know They don't see your page You know And have all these feelings Pop up at unnecessary times Nah It's not like I was It's not like I was like I did you wrong And now you gotta block me Because you hate me You know Most of the time When I get blocked I get unblocked And then I get followed back again Like uh, six months To a year later When they're over it That's why I hate getting blocked Because you gotta see me shine How you gonna not see me stunt (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't shine that much, so yeah, it's all no. Good. But they, they, like you shine through like your your endeavors of what you're doing. Like when you put out something new, they got to see you. Like okay, this, he's still working, he's still productive. You know, that's why they I got six accounts. They 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 start forgetting about which accounts they be following. You know, like I actually, um, you know, on on some on other accounts, you know, they could see me shine right then. You know, and some of them got my name on it still. So, I mean, hey, you know, there's Tell always them. ways around it. There's always ways around it. You know, when you're <laughs> a real toxic, when you're a real toxic king, you know, you know, the, you know the vibes. This man's popping his car. There you go. You got to flex, king. <laughs> got to flex. So we're going to go on to on this day, you know, as we ease our way. Wait out. a second. When did you, wait, you didn't talk about you getting blocked at all. Oh, listen, Boy, listen, listen, I'm listen, the listen, only listen, vulnerable listen, person listen, here. It's not important. You know, it's not important. You ain't say not a word. It's not important, man. You know, we we, we do gotta wrap this episode up. You know, it's not important. We, we gotta we gotta <laughs> we, we gotta we got we gotta go against. Nah, but I think if anything, it's probably you know typical, typical young, fuckboy stories. But at that time, it was mainly more so on Facebook. Like there was certain mm. girls that she didn't want me to interact with. But I'm like, yo, if they comment under my picture, I'm gonna comment back. And you know, back in my young days, coming back kind of meant flirt back. Even if I never even met the girl and she was in a different country or whatever, a continent, mm-hmm. if I responded, it would be like something flirty. So then that ended up in arguments and debates, and then I ultimately get blocked. And like you said, they kind of, if they don't get you and they want you in a way, then it's kind of like, all right, then you're dead to me in a way. And the way they got to show it is through blocking. So right, I can relate you know. to that too. They come right on back. They come right on back. I'm definitely not blocked anymore I always check you know And um Once I notice I'm not I check periodically And once I notice I'm not That's when I kinda You gotta kinda like You know you gotta double tap One of their pictures Just so they can get their attention You're a checker? No not a checker I do that as bait For you to come back And look at my profile Cause like when you see My name popped up And your like Your likes or whatever Notification You go oh what, What has he been up to? Just to make sure You know you come back And look at the page You come look at me Glow a little bit I grew up mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit So I'm like You know what Okay now I'm gonna Double tap on your page I see that I'm not blocked anymore There you go you could, There you go Yeah you know Just to kinda you know Just drop the A taste of temptation That's all That's uh-huh. what I call it A Ooh. taste of temptation That should be <laughs> A perfume that, you, You're right that, 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 that sounds classy I like it Taste of temptation Put, put the money in Say it again Put the money in Let's make taste sh- of temptation 
Okay, ching ching. We're gonna do that. And this is copyrighted <laughs> too right now. We documented this. Four forty PM on April fifteenth. <laughs> so if anybody else listening tries to finesse, just know where it came from. So we're going to on this day as we ease our way out. April 15, 1926, the first licensed African American woman architect in the US, Norma Merrick, was born. She looked like she has real nice skin. Norma, say her name again. Norma, N O R M A, Merrick, M E R R I C K. All right, let's see what she. Oh, she's a, uh, an architect. Okay. Shout out to her, yeah. man. Yeah, man, she's chilling. She's big chilling. From from Harlem, shout out to Harlem. Died right here in LA, twenty twelve, week before my birthday. She's a good. She's a good woman, man. I like her. I like her, man. She seems cool. She seems cool. Yeah, she reminds me of my grandma. At the the picture I'm looking at right now. Shout out to Grandma Kelps. Yeah, we got shout out. So as we smoothly transition our way out, you know, this is the K pack where we kind of reflect. Like we give one thing, moment, person, anything from the past. That we wish that we could, you know, bring back something that we find nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wish you could bring back? Whew. Man, something I wish I could bring back. Um, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's gonna come back, but I do kind of wish. I do I do want to see uh, like like cool sitcoms like uh, that's about they have a message, you know, um, cool sitcoms that have a message. You got any um, examples of old ones that have a message that had a message? Yeah, you know, like uh, <clears throat> a different world, Fresh Prince. I know they they kind of had two different messages, but ultimately, you know, these messages of these these black families um, that are striving to be more educated, to uh, showcase um, black people who have money, um, things like that. And shout out to um, DJ. Jazzy Jeff, who um, had the coronavirus, and is, he, you know he's spreading the message that y'all stay home, um, right? You know shows shows like that where you know you can pick out these like clips that are still applicable today, and and sitcoms that are about characters and people, and they develop them more than uh, just jokes or you know something that's just going to short term um, entertain you. You know these these shows, the reason why they're so iconic. Um, is because they had they had a message they were told behind uh, very specific lenses and and they they stayed with you for a very long time so yeah you know I kind of miss those things. Dope. I think for me one thing I miss is well especially I don't eat cheese now anymore. Definitely pizza rolls. I miss like why don't you eat, why don't you eat cheese? Uh, just doesn't agree with my body. Ah, uh, you will. Uh, so. <laughs> nah, but I like I, I like cheese. I I used to eat a whole bunch of cheese when I was younger, but I miss pizza rolls, man. I miss being like 11, 12 years old and kind of feeling independent after you pop them into the toaster, mm. and like you you know you you come back and check on them in a cool 10, 15 minutes or something. Come and, back and, and check they, them. They burn so, the the they they burn the uh, buds off of your tongue. Oh yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. Oh, that's the best part. Okay. I know. Well, it's it's one of the best parts because it makes you reflect. It makes you appreciate it and reflect on your life decisions because you go, oh shit, this is hot, <laughs> but you're still gonna eat it, you know. So it's like this is right. what heat is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a rite of passage. If you haven't burned your right. tongue, you didn't really earn those pizza rolls because that means somebody else made it and then they let them cool down and then they called you to get it. But when you get when you do it yourself, you try to you know you know when you're cooking, you eat at the same time. You kind of mm. make that error and burn your tongue. So, mm. were you, were you a philosophy major? 
Man, you know, I could have been. I could have been, you know. Yeah, could have no, been, why, but that's why. No, that's <laughs> <why>. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's it. That's it. That's pretty much it. And like, you know, before we go into the shout outs, is there anything like productivity based? You want to also just like any share with the people listening or anything? Like, what do you think? Um, some good ways to stay productive or to stay motivated through the times of Corona. Hmm. Um, you know, I I try to think. I try to think uh, ahead about what I'm expecting the world is going to be like um, moving forward, you know. So that that inspires me to uh, to stay on top of certain things. What I watch, what I spend my time watching, you know. For sure. um, you know, I'm on YouTube trying to trying to stay as productive as possible. You know, for me right now, I'm I'm trying to learn more about digital media and digital marketing. I'm implying it, you know, into my own business. Um, you know, for people who are out there that are entrepreneurs that are listening, you know, the truth is, you know, there there's always more that we could do. You know, for for me, it was uh, learning, you know, QuickBooks one day. I, you know, I, I sat down and and, and and fixed my entire, you know, finances and made sure I knew exactly, you know, what reports that I was looking at monthly. But then another day, it could just be like, how do I drive more um, people to my website? And, you know, some of the numbers are nuts for me. You know, since quarantine, I have lifted my website viewer number by over 300%, you know, you know, something that wasn't happening before. So, you know, just stay motivated a friend of mine who makes a lot of money called me recently and he was just like i'm not motivated to do anything i can't go to the gym i can't do anything i'm working from home which is you know normal because he's he's a remote worker no matter what but he doesn't have any aspirations because he's already making a lot of money so he called me about you know what to do at this point and i was like you got to find something that you're interested in maybe find a hobby or something that you want to grow because the every day that you just work and then just kind of blend into the couch and watch another episode of tiger king is something that you could have been doing that um enriches your life versus uh taking away from it you know Right, it could be even like diving into a hobby that you like that you never got to explore. If that's the position where you have the finances and you're just bored, like there got to be something from your childhood that you wish you could have explored but didn't. Yeah. And now, now, now is the time where you could do that. Yeah, exactly. And it won't cost you any money, you know. Um, just, just find, just find something like something that you've that just have that conversation with yourself and just say, what do I like? What am I interested in? Which is always a hard question. You know, when people, when new people ask you what you like, what you're interested in, most of the time we're just like, uh, right. I don't know. Food, you know? (laughs) So if food is your passion, learn how to cook some better meals because I know for me, I was getting tired of the food that I was making. I know that for for sure. Yeah. That that could definitely become tired because it's like, it becomes like food. It's just food. It's just to fuel you no longer enjoyable. I mean that's funny that you say that because I know that your um, your girl is cooking for you, but you know either way. What? <laughs> I wish, I wish I had the Kelby lifestyle. Look, you 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 can't have the podcast listeners thinking I'm living the Kelby lifestyle. Right. Oh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. That's what it's called, the Kelby lifestyle. I'm not there yet. Where I have you know a gorgeous two, three gorgeous women cooking for me each different day of the week. That sounds Set. stressful. <laughs> What's that? just cooking for you? What'd you say? Just two or three gorgeous women just cooking for you? Why is that stressful? That sounds stressful. But I, 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 no, I, I would hire just one big old guy, chef, who knows, who knows the vibes. You can make food for me. 
Why? Because <laughs> I don't want to. I can't flirt with him. <laughs> okay, that makes it. That makes it. Okay, yeah, okay. That's valid. Yeah, that's a valid point. Shit, I'd be going. I'd be ease our way out. Last, um, you know, last topic. Shout outs. Anybody want to shout out before we, you know, sign out? Yeah. Um. Shoot. Shout out to shout out to all the the creatives that are taking this time right now to do what they got to do to um. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of cool people on TikTok um, just upping their skills, you know, making there are some kids on there who are just making absolute low key cinema on uh, on TikTok. And they're and they're people of color and they are really inspiring um, because I know if they didn't have this time, you know, they, they probably wouldn't have realized what kind of skill and what kind of creativity that they actually have. So shout out to, uh, to all you guys who are out there up in your up in your things yeah for sure shoot I would like to give a shout out to Dr. Umar Johnson he's a legend mm. man yeah why man. <laughs> I, huh. I, oh alright so like, I've been watching Dr. Umar Johnson since I was like what let's say uh, I'll probably say 19 mm-hmm. 19 20 or something mm-hmm. so I was watching like early early on and okay. I always felt like you know what damn he's not getting his, his just do whatever and there was a time when he would come in a breakfast club and he would kind of just go away, but people weren't really talking about him. But now mm-hmm. I'm starting to see he's becoming a a a deep part of Black Twitter. Like we're starting, I'm starting to see his his face. Even though it's a meme, I feel like it's still bringing awareness to him and what he has to say. Some people are going to be turned off. Some people won't like it. Some people will. But I think it's just dope to see he's getting some kind of light and attention in a way where it's like it's low key immortalizing him in a way. Mm-hmm. When you become a meme, so I think it's dope to see that. And I'm you know shout out to Doctor Umar. Okay, uh, now I see who you're gonna vote for. Ah, oh, we Wait, forgot something. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We oh, forgot something, <laughs> and happened? I don't know how important that is to you, but but we finally, and I think I feel like I know why we see it at this moment in time. But we finally saw Barack Obama, our forever president, uh, endorse his boy, Sleepy. <laughs> Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden. That sounds like a boxer. Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, hmm. that's a big moment. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Oh man, you got to go check it out. It's like a ten-minute-long video. Um, you know Most where you? S- um, I think that it was a it was very it was a very safe way to endorse joe biden because he pretty much was just like yo look he was a great vice president you know um even though we didn't we didn't agree on everything you know he helped me in places where i needed the help where i was weak he was strong where i was strong he was weak so you know they complimented each other and he just feels like he is the best option that we have at the moment but it came you know pretty um it it pretty much was just like bernie hung up you know hung up his uh his, his his cape or hung up his jersey and then well, I was like okay cool I've been you know <laughs> I've been waiting you know I need to say something so um, yeah he endorses Joe Biden I would love to see what that does for the black vote um, or or just in voters in, in general people who love uh, Barack Obama um, right does this does this solidify it uh, for for Joe Biden because he does receive a lot of hate. There's a lot of people saying that no matter what, they are not voting for that dude. So uh, let's let's see what happens. Man, I, I don't really follow politics that heavy, but you saying that makes me wonder. All right, 
Are there going to be people who just vote for Joe Biden just because Obama said so? I feel like that might be, yeah, that that might be a thing that might happen. Politics as well, man. I mean, if you really think about, if you really think about, uh, you know, Barack Obama, they say I don't know how powerful this 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 tidbit of information is, but they say after Oprah's um, endorsement of Barack Obama. Um, who Oprah is not a Democrat and she's not a, 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 a Republican. She's um, whatever it is that she is. A libertarian she's, or something? No, she's or just an like a. a or? Yeah, she's like she's like she she votes for whoever's right. You know, she's one of those. Okay. Um, and you know, they said that that that's what clenched the 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 black vote and and the the strays, um, people who you know wholeheartedly at the time believed in whatever Oprah had to say. So. You know, they endorsements do mean a lot, you know, because Bernie dropped out and then he endorses Joe Biden, which he's hoping that his his people who are the, the Bernie or bust people, um, you know, would would eventually just choose uh, Joe Biden, because I, I'm imagining that he's somebody that would work with Joe Biden um, in, con- in contrary to somebody who, you know, doesn't necessarily want to work that much with Trump. Well, shit, you know so much about this. I have no idea about this. I don't follow politics that deeply. I mean, listen, man, when you make that much money and you got that many women in your life, like, I, I mean, politics for what? You know what I mean? <laughs> what's the point? Well, you know, life is the I same. See, at first, before you got to to, to to the what's the point part, I thought you were talking about you. When you, when you were like, Yo, you got so much money, so much women, you want to maintain it. So you nah, look to nah. politics to make sure you have, you know, all those different things in place. Mm-mm. No, I was I talking about I you. thought that's what you were about to say. Because we, no, no, we all know who's living the Kelby lifestyle. No, no, no. I'm talking about you, <laughs> Lewis Wilson. <laughs> but, man, see, all right, I think that's a good note to end it on because we, we, we did kind of end them off with some jewels. People who's interested yep, yep. in politics or who has questions about this, now they know. Yep, absolutely. Now, I will say one one last thing, and it's going to be a, a, a plug. Um, anybody out there who is a creator, anybody out there who uses content marketing, who is creating videos, um, you know, for the most part, I know that you want to spend most of your time shooting, filming, writing, conceptualizing your your, your videos. And especially if you're not um, inherently a video editor, you could spend a lot of time being bogged down, um, you know, editing videos and just you know, throwing your entire schedule off. And most of the time, a lot right now is a huge time to be making money because people are searching for content to watch. So, uh, you know, I know you probably are making a lot of money on Facebook and on, and on YouTube. Um, so to avoid, uh, being, um, stuck in that place where you have to edit all these videos that you don't want to, uh, I started a brand new editing, uh, vi- a video editing subscription service. Um, you can visit kkopro.com slash edits, E-D-I-T-S, kkopro.com slash edits. You can see it's very affordable um, and we handle all your edits for you so that you could be making money uploading your videos. Is there like any additional information you got to add like in terms of like packages or anything? Like is it is it different tiers of editing or... Yes. So if you want to try just one time, uh, they have there's a one timer package. It's one hundred and fifty nine dollars. I recently just sold that package to uh, somebody who was uh, running a Kickstarter campaign. They wanted three thousand dollars to fund their Kickstarter and they made over sixteen thousand dollars utilizing the video that my team edited for them. Um, The second option is a four timer. That's four ninety nine. 
the, or I'm sorry, that's two ninety nine per month. You get four videos, uh, twenty minutes or less. We'll edit them every month. Unlimited notes and edits, um, and so that's four videos every month. And then for you power producers who are releasing videos multiple times a week, um, you know we have that six six hundred and fifteen dollars six fifteen option um, where we we edit unlimited videos for you. You get thirty minutes and you get a dedicated KKO producer to work uh, on your video, and you get as many notes as possible. And we do have a quick turnaround time for each and every package is 48 hours, nothing more than that. 48 hours and your videos are coming right back to you. Well, then there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. If you guys enjoy the podcast, be sure to listen wherever you find your podcast, whether it's, you know, iTunes. I mean, not even iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you find your podcast. Be sure to give us a listen and share. Check out our Facebook page, Nostalgia. Check out Instagram at Nostalgia. Um, anything else you want to add, Kelby? Like That's to it. add on anything? Guys, or? Thanks for listening. We will see you again next week. Adios. Mm-hmm.